What's up, H-Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast, your home for all things Astros, with your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Now, here's Balky and Blubber. What is up, Astros fans? Welcome to episode 56 of the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm Jeff Balky, alongside my partner, world traveler, Jeff Blum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more, yeah, like state tra- inter- inter- more like interstate traveler, I guess, yeah. more than anything. But nevertheless, uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and of course, YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to keep up with us and give us a follow on Twitter, at Believe in Astros. You can, I'm thinking about starting an at Believe in Astros Insta. Hey. Post some video content. I think it could be fun. Some quick snippets. Yeah, some little snippets, exactly. Um, find me at Jeff Balky. <laughs> you know, Blum. Slaps. In my, <laughs> you know, if we did that. They're bussing. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, my God. You can find me at Jeff Balky, Blummer at Blummer27, all over social media. Thanks to everyone who's given us five stars and left reviews on Apple. If you haven't, what are you doing, man? Honestly, get Obviously, out there and do something with your life. Know, come on. Come on. Live a life, son. Uh, we love seeing all your comments and questions. We obviously read them all. For example, why is the WBC so awesome? Um, we'll chat about that just briefly. Um, quick reminder, you have until April 6th to vote for this very podcast as Best Baseball Podcast. We were selected as one of 12 podcasts in this category to be nominated for that honor. So go to sportspodcastgroup.com. Click the awards to the baseball category. You have to create an account and log in. Mm-hmm. But you'll be our total besties if you did it. Um, I voted. Uh, go ahead, create a 11, 12, 50 Gmail accounts and stuff that ballot box. Yes, please. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Blummer, how are you this morning? I'm good. A little beat up, a little tired. Like you said, I'm doing, a, you know, I'm basically doing the Bun B tour of the South. And uh, I just got back <laughs> from Baton Rouge, uh, where Ooh. we took one of my daughters to go visit the great campus of Louisiana LSU. State University. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a that's a whole thing. That's a mood. You go to LSU, you've got to be ready. You've got to be prepped and ready. Yeah, I'm glad we went out there in baseball season and not football season. A little more yeah, laid back. You don't, you don't really want to do that. Nobody wants to go around there. Did I ever tell you that one time I hung out with the guy whose family founded Raising Canes? Oh, no in way. Dallas. That's cool. With him, with him and uh, uh, a kid from Kid and Play. Just saying. <laughs> It was a very weird. It was, it was a very weird evening that involved racing down a Dallas highway at about 150 miles an hour in a Porsche that I was not driving. Oh dear! God. Uh, on a Sunday night to go to a bar. Needless to say, uh, when we got out of that car, a kid looked at me and said, "I'm not getting back in that fucking car." Excuse me. <laughs> and I was like, "I'm with, I'm with you." Left turn. I'm with. I'm with you, kid. I'm with you, kid. You ain't anyway. playing, kid. No, you are not. You are absolutely not. All right, quick note for a message for our sponsor, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Sweet 16, baby, and the Cougs are still in it. Whoopee. Look, the Cougs and the Cougs and UT could meet in the Elite 8. Talk Dude, it's about shaping up to be a wild Elite 8 final oh, four. It's 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 looking it's, pretty fun. I mean, two number 1 seeds down. I think two number 2 seeds down. Too. I mean, it's Yeah. Go Hawks. It's good. Hey, Hey, the women's, yeah, exactly, right? 
Dude, the women's uh, bracket is wild. Stanford went down. I like, saw that the other day, dude. Nuts. If you're, yeah. I'm, if you made a bracket, I made a bracket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made a bracket with my wife's company, and I'm pretty certain that her marketing team that she works with at the, at, she works for the Houston Grand Opera. Shout out, and uh, they all made brackets. I'm pretty sure they picked basically on uniform color or mascot name, and they're probably doing like okay that. now. And they're probably going to crush me. I picked based right. on what I thought would be good sports, and of course, I'm going to lose. It's <laughs> just how it goes. Um, get analysis of every play, prop bet, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. I'm glad I didn't bet on my bracket. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through the Final Four ch- and championship game. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code BLEAV to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. I saw a great video from a sports book in uh, Las I Vegas. I saw you tweet that out. It was so good. Where they, where it was like they were, the, whoever, I guess it was TCU. Is it TCU that was that they were down six yep. and the guy hit a three pointer? Mary. Uh, and to, to screw up the uh, to screw up the bet, the line was four and a half, and all those people in the sports book, ah, they were like, <laughs> they were so oh, pissed. Man. Oh, <clears throat> I love it when gamblers get mad about stuff like that. It's just too funny. <laughs> all right, so um, episode fifty six. I'm calling this the bullpen episode plus Jose Altuve's thumb. But before we dig into that, <laughs> I want to just a quick shout out to Team Samurai Japan. By the way, best name in the World Baseball yeah. Classic. For winning the WBC three to two over Team USA last night, Shohei Otani is not human. Nope. He had I saw a stat that said he had the hardest thrown and hit baseballs of the entire WBC last night. No, <laughs> I, I don't know how much I don't know how much more evidence you need to know that Shohei Otani during this time is the unicorn we have been looking for. He's, he is absolutely he is a freak. He is just a total freak. It's yeah. insane. It's insane. So. Congrats to all the people who played for Team Japan, including Lars Nuthbar, whose mother is Japanese, despite his name sounding like an Ikea coffee table. Uh, <laughs> when I was in my 20s, I learned that Assembly Niptid required. is sweet. Yeah. When I was in my 20s, I learned that Niptid was Swedish for entertainment center. Who knew? Um, <laughs> I'm didn't, Swedish I, and I did not know that. Thank you. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Also, any uh, also anywhere I can get one of those Japanese game hats with a J on the front. Oh yeah, they're all sold out. Ever I can get one on eBay for one hundred and fifty dollars, but oh, no thanks. Like I, man, those sold out cr- like crazy. But I want one of those. Those are sweet. I'll wait till they come down. Uh, I'm assuming that after about six months, people will be trying to offload those things. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're like their goodwill. But uh, a lot of fun, you know, in the WBC. Uh, honestly, just a, a really great game last night. By the way, you Darvish, don't throw that split finger again. I'm just gonna say it. So it's because only think- it's only bad if an Astro hits that hanging slider as right. far as as anybody Ooh. can. But if somebody That's- else does it, man, way to go! You crushed it. Oh, that baseball had a family, and it's now in mourning. My yeah. goodness, they it's got whiplash. Rushed that ball. And then and the three Phillies in a row, by the way, in that lineup. That Think was about crazy. it. Crazy. Yep. Yeah, with Trey Turner and Real Muto after coming after. I mean, just just a, but a fun game. Mm-hmm. Um any thoughts, takeaways from the WBC for you, Blummer? Other um, injuries notwithstanding. 
Um, I, you know, I, I'm not sure how the media narrative turned into this is the greatest series ever played, but I mean, it seems a little overblown. And when you, when you try that hard, I have a tendency to pull back a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. I I'm with you. Same. Like, That's because we're Gen X blummer. I know. We don't ever, we, we can't go for that super strident anything. I'm it's like, too dude, much. Nothing is that good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like one shining moment is yeah. a little too much. Oh man, but yeah, but but I mean, I'm just following some of these people that I really respect, and it's just it, it almost seemed like it was uh, Manfred mandated, and that's the only. That, and unfortunately, that is my sadistic mm. thought when I see national <sighs> pundits push something. I'm like, well, that's not coming out of their brand. That's coming out of Manfred's, you know, policies or whatever. But. Mm. That being said, I did, I do respect, I do appreciate because I really do feel like these guys joined these, these country teams and really played extremely yeah. hard and they played extremely well. Uh, and I love the fact that baseball kind of shows who these teams are, because I think if you started this thing, you said team USA is very good. I thought the Dominican would have played better, but I did too. They didn't. Um, but I, I thought team Japan was the best team. And I, I you know, I, I know enough about them to say that, but I don't know enough to really appreciate it. But I know they, they, they hit well, they play well, they're fundamentally sound, they're disciplined, but their pitching staff was a joke. And that's where I really feel like oh, Team man. USA kind of let, I guess I can say us because we are Americans, <laughs> they let us down. They just did. And I know this is yeah. getting into the bullpen talk we're going to have in a little bit, mm -hmm. but I really feel like the pitching staff was not as good as it could have been for Team USA. So it oh. kind of exposed itself. And I constantly preach it. Good pitching beats good hitting. And you just saw it with Team Japan and their pitching staff just shut out the, uh, the uh, Team USA for only two runs yeah. to win that series. And it is an absolute it's an absolute crying shame that mm -hmm. in this game of baseball, we saw Shohei Otani and Angel, arguably the greatest player playing the game right now, striking out the second greatest player in this game right now in Mike Trout. Both are on the Angels, <sighs> and that right. will be the most high leverage situation they see in an Angels uniform is playing in the WBC. They will, <laughs> that is as high yeah. a leverage moment as those two will ever see. Wow, that is a bummer for if you're an Angels. It, it fan. bums me out because you want to see the best of the best playing at the the highest, most electric, intensified moment. They found it in the WBC, so I give them credit for creating that. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to find that moment unless they, you know, unless Artie Moreno makes an adjustment on that roster and supports them well <laughs> enough to get to a postseason. I was going to say, in fairness, Shohei Otani might be in a more high leverage situation. I was going to say, point. yeah, right. He uh, maybe sooner rather than of, later. Yeah, during halfway through <laughs> the season, he could find himself in that moment. Exactly, exactly. I'm just going to say, Shohei Otani would not look bad in an Astros uniform. Oh dear God, could you imagine Oof. Not, in this yeah, ballpark too? Woo. Oh my goodness, forget it. Um, okay, so let's let's before we get into the the. Uh, bullpen discussion, which I think is a, a really good and interesting one. We talked about it a little bit last week. Um, okay. So the WBC was fun. I think you're right. I think it was a little bit overhyped uh, perhaps, but I think also because there was nothing else going on. I mean, what are you going to do? Watch spring training baseball. This, um, this is the worst part of spring. This is the yeah, dead is. zone of spring. 
It is. And there's some who are like, let's move it to the All-Star break. Like, are you crazy? I'm not moving. They're like, they want to move it to the All-Star break. Like, no. They're, because they say, well, it it uh, is conflicts with March Madness. Well, you know what? Who cares, it dude? Carried. It's an exhibition. No, you nailed it, though. It carried through March Madness. It was actually timed beautifully, yeah. I think. And yeah, I think so, too. Because they got the coverage. It's a condensed series. You've got the best of the best baseball players playing mm-hmm. for their countries. The I love the fact that they really kind of pumped it and did turn it into something maybe bigger than it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you tell those same people who want to have it at the All-Star break that their best player is going to get hurt for eight to ten weeks. Guess what? They don't finish the season with the team. I'd rather have that yeah. thing now, give those guys an opportunity to right. uh, heal up and get back out there and contribute. Yeah, or if you're Edwin Diaz. Oof. Oh, dear God. Um, I mean, that, one that hurt. wasn't WB. That's not I'm not WB a Mets fan that hurt. I know. He's jumping up and down in celebration. It's like, I could, I honestly, if his knee buckled at that, it's probably going to buckle at some other point. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that just jumping up and down was the only thing that was going to cause his ACL to blow. Yeah. But speaking of injuries, so Jose Altuve gets hit by a wild pitch on Sunday, which, by the way, that guy was all over the place Dude, pitching. He, that guy has um, history of being <laughs> extremely wild. Yeah, and so he hits Jose Altuve in the thumb. He breaks, fractures his thumb. He's going to have surgery. He's going to be out about two months. I mean, um, I don't. I, I'm not really blaming the WBC for this. It could have happened anytime. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about any of that kind of stuff. I know a lot of people are like, "I oh, just shut the WBC down." I'm like, I don't care about that. It's fine. Let him play. Mm-hmm. But it is an interesting. It does set up an interesting situation. Michael Brantley is definitely going to miss the first two weeks of the season, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Alvarez is might not make it for opening day. He's going to. He's playing in his first. Uh, uh, game today, I think it is, and mm-hmm. then you know, and then you have Lance McCullers, who's probably going to be out at least as long as Jose Altuve is. So that's you know four pretty important guys on your roster. Now Jordan should be back sooner rather than later, and and Brantley, it is only a couple of weeks, so mm. you know you're gonna you're gonna be able to handle that. But Jose Altuve, that's a big deal in that lineup. Now yeah. I've got to wonder too: Is Jeremy Pena the new leadoff batter for the Houston Astros? I mean, everybody wanted him in the two hole. <laughs> I mean, he's certainly going to be in the two-hole while Michael Brantley's out. But when Brantley comes back, does he suddenly become your leadoff guy? And no. if so, do you even want him as your leadoff guy? He better – his his uh, strikeout-to-walk ratio better change real quick. But anyway, your what are your thoughts on losing Jose Altuve for a couple months? And other than better now than September, I mean, what, what, do, what do you think about that and how it's going to impact the lineup? Yeah, I mean, those were the first two thoughts for me when Jose got hit by that pitch, you know. And and again, I'm with you. I don't blame the WBC. I give him credit for playing in it. It's just it, it's a freak thing that happened, mm-hmm. and you're just appreciative if it's not a Gavin Lux situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Nimmo in a spring training yeah. game also got hurt, hurt for the Mets, and then Mets. Edwin Diaz, like you said. So th- this is something that could have happened in a, in a regular spring training game. I know there's a lot of arguments out there, but it, the fact is it happened. And my initial first two thoughts were, oh, dear God, who's going to lead off? Because Altuve is just that prototypical, you know, slotted leadoff guy. He's just a beautiful yep. piece that can go deep on, on the first pitch of the game. He can uh, get a base hit, get on base. He steals bases. He's a high OBP mm-hmm. guy, and he just fits. It just makes sense when we say now batting for the Astros in the leadoff position is Jose Altuve. Yes. The second, the second thing I thought about is at the age of thirty-two, and he's a he's approaching two thousand hits. He's going to get two thousand hits mm-hmm. in the year twenty twenty-three. I immediately mm-hmm. thought legacy. 
you know, it's going to take eight weeks to come and come back eight to 10. He misses two months. You know, that's close. You know, that's a big number for him. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, legacy all of a sudden kind of popped in my mind. So that's the only thing that kind of sticks out for me. But at the same time, I'm still great, grateful that it's in March. It's not August, July, September, you know, one of those months where you're going, oh dear, what are we going to do in the postseason? Mm-hmm. For right. right now, you're going, okay, we got Mauricio Dubon. Uh, I know Bannon, I think, is playing second base today. I saw their lineup. And then you've got David Hensley, who moves around Hensley. and can play some second base. So I think that there's good enough options. But in combination with Alvarez and Brantley maybe not being in that opening day in the lineup, you kind of go, the start of the season could be really rough. But it's how they well, finish yeah. is what really matters. Well, they go from a stacked lineup to a very mediocre one. Mm-hmm. I mean, really quickly. One. Um, yes, a definitely a pitchable one for sure. I mean, you're still going to have to get through, uh, you know, Bregman and a uh, Tucker and Pena and a Brayu. Um, but nevertheless, it's, it does, it's a huge thing, at least for the first month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really done it. We'll, we'll maybe next week we'll dig in on the schedule a little bit and kind of see what lays lies before them over the first couple of months of the season. But, good call. um, it's not going to be it's it's not going to be real fun at first, but look, you're right. Dubon is obviously the better defender. Hensley's the better hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of wonder, like, and then and the guys are going to get opportunities without Brantley there. Um, Justin Dearden might actually make the roster. Yeah. Um, unbelievably, out of all of this, that would be an incredible so, story. Unbelievable, wouldn't it? Though, I mean, just just amazing, but. Um, either way, he's going to go to, if he goes to triple A, he's probably going to rake in triple A. And then eventually he's going to show up here on the roster at some point. Um, but anyway, I, it sucks for Jose Altuve. It sucks for fans who are watching. I, I, you know, I'm miserable about it, but I, again, as I said, I wrote a story about this for the Houston press and I said, look better now than September. Um, absolutely. Let him come back. And it's a hand. So he can keep working out. It's it's mm-hmm. not like a leg injury that's gonna, you know, something that could stick for longer. Uh he can keep getting he can keep working on his strength and keep working on his fitness and not like Fergie working on his fitness. Oh, well, um he can he can keep doing that and still, you know, uh mm-hmm. be in shape, in baseball shape. It's just gonna be a matter of figuring out how to grip that bat. Um, no, you know, I was just going to say, you're right in the sense that physically he should be in fine shape and just continue to condition and be great. Um, it's, you know, when does that grip strength come back? Is there pain yeah. when he grips? And then the other thing is impact because that's your top hand and that's the hand mm. that absorbs a lot of impact at contact. So that's mm. going to be one of the big, uh, you know, hurdles for him to uh, get over is getting over that, uh, you know, the impact of that ball against the bat in that top hand. That's a that's a good point. At least he'll be wearing batting gloves, unlike Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker better <laughs> never hurt his hand, or he's going to have to go to right? batting gloves. Yeah, it's just that 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 dirt's not going to help you, Kyle. I'm just saying. Unless um, he takes okay. the Moises Alou approach, and then you know that's his own. Oh, Moises Alou, there's a great pull. I haven't thought of Moises Alou in a while. He One was of the most so underrated good. hitters. Yeah. Oh, he was so good with the Astros. I loved watching him play mm-hmm. the Astros. He was phenomenal. All right, let's talk a little bit about the bullpen. And mainly, you know, we had talked a little bit last week saying we probably needed to discuss this, but it really came up yesterday when the Astros said we're sending Matt Gage down to uh, the minors, and they are not going to carry a lefty, at least to start the season. Now, we all know that Dusty Baker 
desperately wants a lefty in this lineup. <laughs> I mean, probably it's, it's almost it's almost a he's bizarre. Di- he's dying to go to the mound and going like this. He just wants to tap that left arm. That's exactly (laughs) right. He just wants to tap that left arm, show everybody he's lefty. Yeah, so no lefty, which means that the I mean the the known guys are Nara Stanek, Montero, uh, Brian Abreu, uh, Phil Mm. Maton, and Ryan Presley. I mean, those are your known six guys, which leaves you with two guys left. Clearly, Renell Blanco is about to be one of them because, my goodness, they're going to want, you know, Dusty's has said it, and I think we both have talked about it. They're going to want to stretch some guys uh, early in the season. They're not going to want guys pitching, you know, five, six innings uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season. So they're going to try to pitch guys three, four, and then have a, str- and Renell Blanco is already, he is dominating right now. And then you've got a Brayu who certainly can pitch that amount. But Renell Blanco is clearly going to. I mean, that guy's been amazing lately. And hey, credit to credit to a friend of mine, my friend God, you said at the beginning of of training camp, she was watch Renell Blanco. I think he's going to make an impact this year. So hey, maybe she should be a scout. But uh, because that was that was a great prediction, and he's been amazing. Did you watch any of his, or, or did you oh. catch any of the? That's just unreal. Well, he had a phenomenal spring training last season, got a cup of coffee last year with the Astros, didn't go as well as he had hoped, but man, this dude, this dude, this spring, we had, we had a broadcast where we had Dana Brown on air and Mm -hmm. Renell Blanco, I think threw about, you know, about 10 or 11 pitches and absolutely destroyed three guys in the lineup for three strikeouts. And Dana Brown's looking at us. He said it on air. He's like, um, can we get that guy to pitch another inning? And so he's actually the <laughs> genesis of the idea of stretching Renel Blanco out. And I'm really glad you bring that up because yeah. he had the chance to to start. We know Lance McCullers Jr. is down. Forrest Whitley apparently has a low back issue that uh, oh, that God. popped up the other day. So you're kind of going, well, how could we, you know, who could we plug into that situation without having to go outside the organization? And here's this guy, Renel Blanco. And he has got wipeout fastball, wipeout slider. He has looked phenomenal in spring. He's throwing three, four innings. And how about, unfortunately for Brandon Belak, this could be Ronel Blanco's opportunity to be that swing guy in the rotation and right. be that extended guy out of the bullpen that you're talking about, man. Ronel has pitched himself very much so into the conversation, if not on, you know, slotted himself on that roster in the bullpen. Right. Just think about it for a minute. Imagine if you need to to do a bullpen game, which mm-hmm. they probably will at some point in the spring, and you run Blanco out there for four, you run Abreu out there for three, and then you're just uh, a Stanek and a Presley or a, a Montero and a Presley away. Oh I mean, what's the, I mean, look, obviously, clearly stacking their bullpen again was is the is an important move for the Astros and kudos to them for for seeing ahead on that cuz their You're bullpen right. is going to be really good and then they're going to have to pick an eighth guy I mean I guess Seth Martinez is probably oh, gee, the guy darn. but there's I know right who was just phenomenal when he pitched for the Astros last year but you just got to wonder like who's going to be that guy and and then when McCullers does eventually come back hopefully everyone's healthy I mean mm. it's I can't believe forced Whitley isn't. I mean, I know that I feel. I feel almost bad for that guy at this point. Like, man, he just cannot get a break. 
Well, it's one thing to not get a break, but it's also another, you know, as a player, you've got to create your own break or create the Mm -hmm. opportunity and take advantage of it. And I just don't think that he's really shown, and this is just my speculation, hasn't shown the ability to grab that bull by the horns and go get it. And that might be what the Astros are looking for, you know, and maybe it's another situation where they, Hey, we'll just send him to minor league camp, get it, you know, keep him pitching, keep him trying to figure Mm -hmm. it out and then we can bring him back. But for whatever reason, I felt like that was one of the earlier cuts in camp was Forrest Whitley going down. But I think Seth Martinez is a guy that slots in there because again, you're going to need innings early on in spring because you have to remember the Astros or not early on. Well, early on in April, May, you're going to yeah. need guys to eat up innings because mm-hmm. your season, if you're an Astro, finished on November 6th or what, 4th or 5th, whatever it was. It was ended in November. So you don't have an, a, an extended amount of time to recover and extend mm-hmm. yourself. So the Astros have a very good plan, I think, of kind of, like you said, backing off on guys as far as innings. Maybe go to a six-man or maybe plug in a Renel Blanco, do a bullpen yeah. day to protect these arms a little bit. And Seth Martinez is a guy that can give you two innings, if not maybe three yeah. if he's going well, and get you right. one time through the order. Yeah, and when you look at it, you know, uh, I think Dusty had mentioned that, you know, Fromber hasn't stretched out beyond, I think, like four innings yet this mm-hmm. spring. Um, neither is Jose Urquidy. Um, you know, those guys were playing the WBC, but they're throwing an inning, two innings, you know, something like that. So it's not just about protecting them. It's also about getting, giving them time to get up to, you know, a higher Mm -hmm. pitch count. Some of these guys aren't going to be able to throw, you know, uh, they're not going to come out and throw 80, 90 pitches in their first outing. You know, they're going to be restricted to probably 50, you know, between 40 and 60 pitches somewhere in there. And then they're going to gradually inch them up, which is the right thing to do. So, yeah, pitching is always the challenge. At the, yeah. I always feel like, and maybe you tell me if if I'm wrong or right about this, but it always feels like to me that pitching is is a challenge, but that pitching always seems to be ahead of hitting, and so that's mm-hmm. how it sort of balances out in April and May. Like hitters seem to need a little bit more time to get into their groove, and pitchers need more time just to get stretched out. So it always feels like there's at least some balance there. Yeah, and I'm also kind of curious to see how this – the season gets started. I mean, the, the one issue they've had has been that WBC uh, mm-hmm. with some of this, you know, some of these frontline starters, but Fromber didn't go to the WBC. So is he going to be able to stretch out? You know, like you said, right. Jose or Kitty kind of maybe missed some opportunities to build up, but I'm sure that they're doing their bullpen sessions while they're with team Mexico yes. or whoever they're with. But, this is the first spring training that has been a legitimate spring training. You go back to 2020, what the hell happened yeah, that season? Right. We have no idea. 2021 was a little, you know, was normal, but not. And you're trying to protect well, these yeah, guys. Well, yeah, because you came back from a shortened That's season was, and exactly. these guys hadn't pitched. So and, you, yeah. you're not on that regular routine or that regular situation right. that you're accustomed to. And so then you're last year was to, this, last year was a, was a strike shortened or a yes. lock, excuse me, Don't lockout shortened. Don't forget about that. Don't yeah, it was forget only about two. That. They only had like two and a half weeks of spring mm-hmm. training. So, and I think that's why no, pitchers right. were ahead, is because hitters didn't have the amount of at bats they needed to to be ready for the season. I wonder if that changes a little bit this season, that's interesting, because of the WBC and the fact that you know an Alex Bregman can go get as many at bats as he wants, or some of these other guys. I wonder if the hitters will be more more prepared for the twenty twenty three season because we've actually had a spring training. Never mind the rule changes. Uh, which, oh. which I, I want to get a little bit into that next week, or actually on Friday when we're back on Friday, because mm-hmm. there was a really interesting story about Jason that Jason Stark wrote. He did a Q and A with the Athletic 
about the potential tweaks to the rules that Major League Baseball is talking about. Unfortunately, none of them involve adding five seconds to the pitch clock, which I wish it did. Wish mm-hmm. it did. Um, but there are some some kind of interesting thoughts there about what's going to go into some of these tweaks that might help to sort of, I don't know, like what, like I don't know if you've seen it, but there have been a couple of times in spring training where they've put uh, um, three the three outfielders they put one of the outfielders in the position where like the second baseman go mm-hmm. if they had if the shift was on so they put him just in the outfield in shallow right field so to basically mimicking the shift you've got to figure baseball is going to see that and be like Mm-mm, that's not that's not going to work I'm sorry Dude, boys <laughs> never <laughs> underestimate the ability of a major league staff front office coaching staff and players to adapt and find a loophole in the situation. Yes. Absolutely. It, I, I just think it's fascinating that it was Alex Cora who I saw do it first to Joey freaking Gallo of all people. <laughs> and he came to the plate, brought the left fielder over, put him in shallow right field, spread it out, close left field and dare him to hit it that way. I mean, that's, that was believable. Yeah. I, I, it's funny you say that. I've always thought that that's, that's what, the great minds in any sport or really in, in anything that's their, that's their gift is finding the holes in something and figuring out how to get through them. Um, and that's, you see that in sports all the time, whether it's in contract negotiations or making trades or whether it's on the field, you're right. They come up with, you know, they're going to come up with something, Mm -hmm. uh, to circumvent some of that stuff. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm really hopeful to be honest with you, when I look at the Astros, and I'm I'm trying not to look at them with two, you know, with rose-colored glasses. Um, perhaps my perhaps my glasses are just slightly tinted pink, <laughs> but um, I feel like what I wanted, what I what I feel like for the Astros is I'm hopeful that even though they're we're not probably I, it's unlikely that we're going to get the kind of pitching from the starters that we got last year. I'm hoping that the actual boost that they the the concern that they've had over the bullpen. Uh, will will sort of help to offset that, and I also think that the addition of Abreu and getting Brantley back—I mean, Abreu is raking in the spring, by the way. Another two doubles yesterday, and it looks like it's not even an effort for him. He's just like, he just like takes an easy swing. It's like double, double. Mm-hmm. It's like no big deal. I feel like that the combination of that, especially as the team gets healthy, hopefully that will offset it some. Because honestly, the Astros could have been better offensively last year. Um, um, I agree. And, and uh, you know, maybe they can get back some of that what was 2019 magic or whatever, where they were just like destroying everybody. But I don't know. I, I, I feel hopeful so far. Um, the injuries haven't been sub- significant other than Altuve's. And both of them, he and McCullers, both look like they'll be back. I don't know. How are you feeling so far as we're getting, I mean, opening day is next week, man. Well, I tell you what, this is going to sound, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I'm kind of, I mean, I'm not happy they're beat up, but I'm happy that it's going to be competitive early on. You know, I think with these injuries, if you're the Seattle Mariners, you've got to think about it, you know, and like you said, we'll talk about the schedule because there aren't, as far as, I mean, just a quick glance, there's only a three game series in those first two months between the Astros and Mariners. And uh, we can dig in on that next time, but you know, that that's where if I'm the Mariners, I'm like, dude, we have to get out to a great start. Having these injuries to Agreed. the Astros almost puts more pressure on the Mariners to bust out of the gate and really try and mount a little bit of a lead and a cushion so that when you yeah. do get a Lance McCullers back, when you do get Jose Altuve back, Brantley, and Alvarez is at full strength, that's what you fear. And if you have a big enough cushion, maybe you can hold them off for a little bit. 
but it's just, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how these guys play out. And I know the Astros are good. I know they're going to the postseason. And I just want to see what a David Hensley can do on a regular basis. Maybe a Agreed. Mauricio Dubon. Uh, I do want to, I love the story of Justin Dearden. Is he the guy that mm-hmm. kind of just jumps on the scene and you're like, we put him on the roster, listen to this story. I think it's fascinating to look at those kinds of things. But I think it's also an opportunity for the Astros to show their organizational depth. Because what if they yeah. do break out of the gate with a Hensley or a Dearden coming off the bench? and they start to win, or you see Urquidy take another step, a Luis right. Garcia take a step, and then Hunter Brown starts to build that rookie of the year type uh, momentum as a starter, right. and you're going, look, these guys are good, and they've got more coming, so let's go. You know, That's what well, I'm kind of curious it, to see. It's interesting you say that about Jose Urquidy. They, you know, uh, the Athletic had a story about the each team they think will have a bounce back player and they picked your Keaty because it's not even really fair. I mean, he was still really good last year, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like ERA is like 3.9 or something. I mean, he was a, still and one of the, one of the like best. crazy. That's the big thing for him. See, to me, the key with this, with this season from the pitching staff has got to be your Keaty as your innings eater. He's got to be what JV was last year. Mm-hmm. You come in and you can expect six or seven innings from him like every he'll single time. He'll keep you in the game. He'll, he'll get exactly. you out. But yeah. Yeah, I think that's a key. And uh, by the way, and all the names we just mentioned, Yiner Diaz, Corey Lee didn't come up at all, which is remarkable considering the fact that one of those guys – one of those guys is going to be on the roster, and they've yeah. been hitting like crazy. And then you've also got a guy like Pedro Leon, who's likely going to get called up at some point, Good point. during this season yeah. because he's just destroying you know, AAA. Um, so unless he gets moved in a deal or something, that guy's definitely going to end up somewhere on this roster. So I, I just – yeah, I feel like there's still – there's a lot to be written about and I'm not I don't I don't like to future cast too much because I don't know what the hell is going to happen. Nobody does. Um, I don't have a crystal ball, um, but I do think I do feel at least I feel hopeful that the Astros are going to be able to circumvent some of those early injuries and things, um, you know. And and we'll see how it goes. I will say that on another side note, the Astros now have an ice cream flavor, huh? which is H E B released an Astros ice cream flavor yesterday it's like peanut brittle oh really i thought it was going to be like a rocket pop or something no it was an actual like half gallon of ice cream that's like peanut brittle it's astros branded from heb okay hey you gotta if you can market the astros and put their label on it do it it's making money yeah never mind this the gold rush this morning we were just talking about it before we got on there's a video out there people Look at your oh, look swag. Look at the glimmer loader. I can get out of this Look thing, at the gorgeous. swag. I saw your little Instagram post about that, you bastard. Yeah. No, you <laughs> can keep talking. A, I got to make an adjustment to my set. Oh, here we go. I tell you what. Oh, look at the Gold Rush jersey with Blum on the back. My goodness. Yeah, I guess you can put that one up there now along with that World Series hat. Move That's yeah. Blummer. You just Sorry have the it. life. You just Sorry have the, about you it. Just, you just uh, you just uh, you live the life right now. You're living the life. It's good. That is what's happening. I will not lie to you and say that I uh, and and say that I did not order a gold rush hat this morning online because I did. Hey-o. Because so it'll be here in a couple of days, and I'll be sporting that bad boy. Like I got this one the other day. I know it's Rockets H Town cap that was. I was watching the game, and they're like half price on baseball caps. I'm like. 
guess who's buying a cap tonight? This guy. <laughs> that's exactly right. So yeah, that's that's a sweet jersey, Blum. That's really cool. They did that for you. No, it is. Yeah. No, I was very very grateful when that thing showed up, and I'm like, what the heck is this? And I'm like, holy cow! Yeah, I was shocked. <laughs> did it include the gold baseball? I've oh, yeah. seen those in some of those packs. Does that have the baseball? Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah, I don't know if you can. Oh got the yeah, on definitely. one side. If you're watching, if you're not watching logo. this, hit YouTube to catch this. It's super cool. And I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, it says, we, want we want Houston. Houston. <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh, they did. Whoever oh, they runs did. their, it feels like whoever runs their social media and and like in their marketing team, like they have, they've got something. The Astros are they've 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 thrown shade a lot, and it's they've been taking lovely. notes. They've been taking a lot of notes. We want They're Houston. Good. Did you see somebody from uh, uh, Miami the other day? Because the U of H plays Miami oh, yeah. uh, this weekend. I did. And the guy was like, we want Houston. I'm like, you really, buddy, I'm telling <laughs> didn't you. go well for everybody that's not That is not the right thing to say. I'm sorry, but you may want to take that one back. Yeah. You may want to just draw back on that one because it's not going to go well. what you wish get- for. It's exactly right. The Yankees. Mm. You think? I mean, let me ask you a question, Blummer. Just and I'll and then we'll close it out. When you were playing, how effective was <clears throat> somebody else's smart assery when it, it came was. to the teams playing? How effective no, was it? It was when you're playing a 162 game season and somebody pops off a little bit and you need a little extra push. I mean, you you, you wouldn't walk through the clubhouse and say, "Oh my gosh, hold up the paper and be like, look at what they said, right. man, these sons of bitches." You know, you wouldn't do anything like that, but you'd kind of be like, yeah. you'd look around a little bit and you're like, "Hey, hey, Balky, <clears throat> do you read that quote? That was kind of weird, huh?" And then all of a sudden, you kind of you get on the field and you start looking at each other and you're like, "Okay." We're going to take it to these guys a little bit and try, you know, quote unquote, try a little bit harder, but it just makes winning a little bit sweeter. So yeah, you'd use it a little bit, um, you know, in the postseason. Yeah. Careful in the postseason, especially when you got a team as, as vindictive as the Astros can be with their talent, man. Uh, they, they, they applaud and appreciate the motivation. Well, the Astros got it too. I mean, first it was the tombstone. Right, the the oh, famous yeah, Houston five. Chronicle tombstone, and then then there was the um, and then obviously the we want Houston. Um, there was also the series when they played in Dallas after Dallas wouldn't allow them to play there after oh, the yeah. hurricane, mm-hmm. and they just destroyed the Rangers. I mean, they outscored them by like twenty five runs in three games or something. It was just yep. embarrassing. Yeah, there was a little extra on that one. I it always reminds me of the Muhammad Ali one where the I forget who he was fighting, but the guy kept calling him Cassius Clay. He refused oh, to call him Muhammad God, Ali, yeah. and then he got in the ring and Muhammad Ali w- kept hitting him and going, "Say my name, <laughs> boom!" And then say my name. <laughs> like it's like just don't poke the bear. Is Dude, all I'm don't. saying, do not poke the bear. Mm-hmm. It's just not. It's not a good idea. Well, especially when the guy's got boxing gloves on. That's exactly the wrong thing to do. Yeah, no doubt. Um, okay, Blummer, any final thoughts? The rodeo's almost over. Are you sad? No, I'm <laughs> grateful for now I get my life back, man. 
you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not the Uber driver like, that's ta- taking everybody to. Been like, I know you've been like the rodeo king for the past oh, few weeks. Yeah, I'm George Strait Jr. is what I am, man. It's uh, <laughs> it's been crazy. So I'm kind of kind of grateful for the time off. Uh, you know, there, yeah, I'm just grateful for the time. I'm going to play a little bit of golf actually this week. Uh, reconnect nice. with some friends and and things like that. And just uh, a little bit of a side note. Mm. is I think it's March 20. I'd have to check the calendar. Um, mm-hmm. March 29th ish. Mm-hmm. Let me see. It's Thursday next week. Might be Thursday. Oh, I mean Wednesday? See, yeah, Wednesday thir- or Thursday. No, Thursday it's Wednesday of next week. Okay. Home run dugout out in Katy. It is going to be the top golf of baseball. And I know that Reed Ryan's oh, involved cool. with it. It's, and, a, oh, it's uh, like a baseball thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's cool. a wiffle ball field. There's a bar. There's a restaurant. I mean, it. I I've seen it, and he's shown it to me, and I can't wait to see it in person because it almost oh, seems dude. like just baseball fantasy land. And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that next week. That's the only thing now, I've got. That on my is radar. cool. Like yeah. I'm not a. I can't. I'm like I. I'm not really a golf guy. I mean, I've swung a golf club a few times. And, but golf is hard. Uh, <laughs> it's difficult. And even yeah. like I. I would be interested in going to Top Golf if anyone were you know decided they wanted to do that. And I mm-hmm. would go out there and probably embarrass myself. But baseball now I could get into that, especially yeah. like the where you 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 know because I know the golf things where you, they have the the screen and you hit into mm-hmm. the screen and it tells you how far it goes or whatever. It's like the virtual golf yep. thing. I'd be curious to see a virtual baseball one. I bet you that's cool as hell. Yeah, that, that's exactly what they've again? got. Uh, home run dugout out in Katy. Oh. Well, it's right in your neck of the woods. I, I, I couldn't know. have asked for a better location, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> they may get say, sick man. of seeing me over there. <laughs> I know. You're going to be over there in the home run dugout hanging out, like swinging yep. the bat, making you. Then you're going to be like, hmm, yeah. can I get a 10-day? Yeah, I'm going to go Cam uh, Newton on this thing and have a pro day. <laughs> <laughs> do some push-ups. Yeah, get out there. Get yeah, a little I'm flex. Ask what it takes to come back. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back on Friday with a fresh prod brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, we can talk some about uh, some more about fantasy baseball in a in the uh, and not fantasy like picking players. Are you gonna? Do you ever do fantasy baseball, Blummer? I have not. And I don't know if I've I can, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I was going to say you probably are kind of sketchy for us being so like organizational employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. I don't. I don't know. Fantasy baseball doesn't sound as fun to me. Fantasy it's football a lot of work, cool. man. But, you know, sh- tell me about it. Too many games. How am I supposed <laughs> to keep track of all that? I, mean, I can barely keep track of games. the players now. Like yeah. I've been going through and trying to read through all of the major league projected rosters just to kind of get familiar with them especially mm-hmm. the ones in the american league i'm like I, know. I can't remember all these damn names no that's why that's why they made to... the internet thank goodness exactly my wife we were at, at muse a couple weeks ago and i was i was saying it's amazing that muse is like here then they're in new york then they're i was talking about how crazy their schedule was and she goes did you memorize it i'm like no i'm reading the back of that guy's t-shirt <laughs> like, <laughs> you think i am <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't memorize all that. She, she was going to be oh really impressed. God. Oh, no. She was very, she was ready to be very impressed. And then she was completely disappointed, which is essentially the story of my life. Yeah. You want to <laughs> be impressed and then you're just. <laughs> all right. Thanks to all our listeners and viewers out there. You guys have been great. Keep liking and subscribing and commenting. Be sure to hit sportspodcastgroup.com and go vote for us and the uh, best baseball podcast. We're super thankful for everybody who uh, tunes in. 
it's, a, it's obviously we have a load of fun doing this and though I hope you guys are having fun with it too so keep it coming you guys have a great rest of the week we'll see you on Friday go Astros thank you for listening to Believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.